Would Ryan Day leave Ohio State to take the Texas A&M job? No. What if he loses to Michigan a third straight time? What then? It's rivalry week. It's also the coaching carousel season. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. And use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, would Ryan Day bolt? We're going to look into that, and I'm going to tell you why we're going to look into that. Plus, I want to talk about Penn State's offense, and we have our weekly award winners around the Big Ten. And we close it out with our Tuesday tweets. We always like to do that as well. Be sure to subscribe right now if you could. If you just click it, boom. That's good to go. And you can follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's set the scene here. Texas A&M, they're busy trying to find a replacement for Jimbo Fisher, who they just paid $76 million to leave after six mediocre season at College Station. Could Ohio State's Ryan Day be their next coach? I would say no. I would say no. That's my official position on it as of right now. But in the last year or so, I didn't think Brian Kelly was leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. Did you? I didn't think Lincoln Riley would just pick up from Oklahoma and go to Southern Cal. Didn't see that one coming. Did you? My point is the unexpected happens a lot in college football. So what brought all this on? Well, over the weekend, I was doing my due diligence like I always do, researching and reading and watching. And I saw an Aggie site that said the school was actually interviewing Ryan Day. Now, I personally think through my personal filter of years of experience, interviewing may be a strong word. Do I think maybe they pick up the phone, gave him a call? Yeah. I think that probably did happen. But the Aggie message boards, they were going crazy this weekend with this. So anyway, I just think that maybe somebody may have picked up a phone and inquired, and I think that's as far as it got. But let's explore this a little bit. Let's do a bit of a deep dive here. Because A&M, they're going big game hunting. There's no doubt about it. They've got the oil money to burn. They didn't think twice about giving a guy $76 million to hit the streets. So, And I'm sure they've reached out to numerous people. I'm sure they've reached out to Urban Meyer. I know for a fact that they reached out to Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell. He's a former Aggie player. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Brian Kelly, I'm, they're going to call everybody. That's what they're going to do. Now, regarding um, Ryan Day, if, if that's somebody they want to look at, there are reasons they would look at Ryan Day. I mean, what's not to like about Ryan Day? I mean, let's talk about this for a minute. Um, in five years at Ohio State, he's won 90% of his games. He can recruit in any region of the country. And frankly, he's a bit of a quarterback whisperer. He really is. He's had success with Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud. 
Now I'll take a close look at Kyle McCord. And if you haven't watched him much this year, watch him Saturday against Michigan. Kyle McCord is a completely different quarterback than he was back in September. He has improved leaps and bounds, and he doesn't have half the talent that guys like C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields have. So Ryan Day has got some magic at the quarterback position as a head coach. And frankly, that's got to be appealing to the Aggies. When's the last time they had a great quarterback? Johnny Manziel? Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, you get my point. Now, let's flip this around a little bit. Would Ryan Day be interested in the Texas A&M job? Because let's face it, the Ohio State job, that's like a top three destination job in the country. Every coach wants that job. Who would leave that job? So I don't think he would be interested in Texas A&M. But it might come down to how Saturday's game goes in Ann Arbor. Really, if he loses... That would be three straight losses against Michigan. We all know about that. And it would be against a Jim Harbor-less team. He's on suspension, right? That would just add insult to injury of this situation. But again, I go back to the fact that Ryan Day has won 90% of his football games in five years since taking over for Urban Meyer. That is remarkable. Now, there might be some boosters are getting tired of losing to Michigan. And maybe Ryan Day is getting tired of hearing about it. Do you ever think about that? So maybe he takes the call from the Aggies because, I don't know, maybe a change of scenery or a fresh start, maybe that appeals to him. I don't know. I don't know the man. But certainly uh, money would not be an object on either side. They can pay and he can ask for whatever. But no matter how some um, tired old cranky Ohio State boosters might be over this whole situation, I, Ohio State, here's another thing. There's another angle to take. They're not going to make a move right now. Like they wouldn't fire Ryan Day for losing to Michigan. That'd be really ridiculous. I mean, aside that he's won 90% of his games. I never bought into that old uh, hot seat talk about Ryan Day. Oh, he's got to win, beat Michigan this year or else. Because in addition to as much as he wins, uh, I, I've mentioned already twice in this podcast the 90% winning rate in five years. Do you know that's like the best ever? Like ever. You ever hear a Newt Rockney? Yeah. He won 88% of his games. Okay, 90 is better than 88 Urban Meyer, who could do no wrong at Ohio State, 85%. Ryan Day, 90. Okay? You're not going to get rid of that guy. Plus, there's nobody in place that is going to make that decision right now. Gene Smith, first of all, the athletic director, loves Ryan Day. Gene Smith gave him his chance when Urban Meyer left. Gene Smith is retiring in six months. He doesn't want to do a coaching search right now, no matter what happens. And... I think he would even agree that the next athletic director needs to be the guy to hire the next coach at Ohio State, whenever that is, down the road. The school's also getting a new president in January, and that president is going to have to hire the athletic director. There are many things that have to happen in place, uh, get in place before anything happens with football coach. And again, that was that would be even under a bad scenario. They're under a good scenario right now with Ryan Day, okay? So all this hot seat talk with Ryan Day, I, I'm not having any of it. Um, plus, I mean, we're looking around the landscape of the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State is very stable. I'll, I'll make the contradiction or the, the point it out in just a second here. But there are other schools in a lot worse shape in the Big Ten. Certainly Michigan State looking to make a splash, I think, after the Mel Tucker situation. Going to be curious to see if they go. Uh, after an expensive big name, or are they just going to get a young up-and-comer and give him his, his first big job? That might not be the only opening in the conference this year. 
uh, for starters. Who knows if Jim Harbaugh is coming back and uh, if he posts for the NFL or not. I think that's a real possibility, of course. Um, there are other schools with some other stuff going on as well. But, you know, for any university, it's no longer business as usual regarding your football coach. Okay. There's too much money at stake. Too much. And these schools make too much money to not spend on a big time coach if you're in the Big Ten. And you thought the conference is tough. Now we're going to add UCLA, USC, Washington, and Oregon. Some pretty good coaches coming there too into the league. They arrive next summer. But back to Ryan Day here for just a minute. I want to make this point and uh, and follow me along on this here. So there's been a lot of noise, a lot of media attention throughout this entire football season. Now, a lot of it, frankly, has focused around Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and the multiple suspensions and everything going on. And they, it, seems like, it seems like all the media is focused on what's going on in Ann Arbor. Then at Penn State and Happy Valley, they've had their problems and their complaints with their offense, and they fire an offensive coordinator, and they have a quarterback that doesn't throw downfield. Iowa has the Ferentz family situation. Head coach, offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator has to go because there's no offense. Oh, by the way, they still won the West Division. So a lot of things have been getting the attention of the media and even podcasts like this here on Lockdown Big Ten. And while all that noise is going on, Ryan Day and Ohio State have just been taking care of business, getting better each week, not making any noise off the field. And I got to tell you right now, I did not think this maybe two weeks ago. Um, but right now, I think Ohio State's in great shape heading into that big game against the team to the north, as they say. Yeah. What do you think? We'd love your comments at Talk Big Ten, number 10 on Twitter, uh, talkbig10number10.com, and comments on YouTube as well. I do have some thoughts on Penn State's offense. Want to get some from you as well. We have our weekly award winners. I've got a surprise MVP for a particular team. We're going to take a look at all that in just a minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Coaches have to put together a football team, a roster, and if a player goes down or is out for the year, like look at Iowa. Players are out. you got to replace them with the next person, and they have to fit. Same thing happens with a small business. You know, when it's time to hire somebody or have a potential hire, it's high stakes. You got to get it right if you're a small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post your job with LinkedIn Jobs, and you've got the purple hashtag hiring frame. And um, that's part of the profile that helps you spread the word that you're hiring. Let everybody know. Simple tools like sc uh, screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and eventually hire because that's the name of the game here. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply.
I want to thank everybody who's been checking us out. Maybe you're new. Maybe you've been with us for a while, especially you everydayers. Thank you very much. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. And uh, meanwhile, I want to ask everybody, if you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe real quick. Just click that button down below. It doesn't cost you anything. There's no other obligation. It just gets you in our Big Ten Club here and makes you part of the loop. So you're in the know with us every single day. So subscribe on YouTube or share and follow like, uh, like Locked On Big Ten, uh, your team every day, no matter how you get this podcast. We really appreciate that. All right. On a side note, as long as you all know how to get a hold of me on Twitter or YouTube, if you're a Penn State fan, I would really like your comments. Um, this week, you fire your offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, after the Michigan game because nothing was going vertical and no, no deep shots, no big passing game with Drew Aller. You beat Rockers 27 to 6, but it was 10 to 6 at the half. And that was the half that Drew Aller played. All right. And by the way, I made this point earlier. I was a fan of Drew Aller coming out, thought he was going to have a special year. But I think, and I don't know if this is uh, Mike Yersich or James Franklin, but he was inside his own head, right? He is inside his own head. Afraid to take the deep shot, no confidence downfield. It's, it seems like it's gone. So it's 10-6 against Rutgers, comes out in the third quarter, gets hurt in the game, bangs up his shoulder, 6 of 13 for 79 yards, close game. Now, Rutgers helped Penn State out because Rutgers had three turnovers. Penn State turned it into 17 points, so they win the game. But And I was I want, really wanted to get some sort of discussion going on uh, Bo Previula, the quarterback that came in to back up. Now, we didn't get a good look, right? He only threw the ball one time. For nine yards. He's more of a running quarterback anyway. I get that. Did give the team a little bit of a spark. Eight rushes, 71 yards. And he was the leading rusher on the team for that game. So, again, he's a runner, not a passer. But I kind of want to know what uh, you Penn State Nittany Lion fans think. I mean, is it time for a change of quarterback? Is Drew Aller your guy? And certainly we hope Drew Aller uh, gets better. I haven't heard any further reports on that shoulder and what it is. But I'm sure that will come out very shortly. So uh, love your thoughts, Penn State fans. Meanwhile, let's take a trip around the Big Ten and look at the awards for this week. And then we get our Tuesday tweets coming up in just a little bit. Uh, the Offensive Player of the Week, Michigan State tight end Malik Carr, hauls in a career nine catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns, including the game winner for Michigan State to beat Indiana on the road 24-21. to he caught the game winner. He caught it inside the 15. It was, I think it was 36-yard pass. But caught it at the 15, took a, took a hit, bounced off of it, into the end zone, touchdown, minute 19 left to go. Spartans in the lead, and then they hold on to win as Indiana missed a kick at the end, and they reclaim the old brass spittoon. I love all these awards. This is like in the 1900s. We just had stuff laying around. Oh, let's make this a trophy. All right, here's a spittoon. Here's an old Loken bucket. Here's a statue of Paul Bunyan. We're going to make it a trophy. I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. By the way, Carr is the first Spartan tight end to record 100 yards receiving since Deion Sims did it in 2012 versus Eastern Michigan. The Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, Michigan defensive back Mike uh, Mike Sainristrell, had two interceptions in the second half in the Wolverines' 31-24 win at Maryland. Got five interceptions on the season, and the Wolverines will need him to lock down on Marvin Harrison and or Emeka Egbuka against Ohio State on Saturday. Hey, without his interceptions, I mean, think about it. There was a defensive score, not him. There was a fumble return. 
he's got the two interceptions in the second half and uh and a couple of safeties without these certain plays i mean michigan probably didn't win that game and you know his turnovers were big in the second half when when he had the two interceptions because there were Maryland had a couple of drives only down by a score and they were moving the ball. They could do something about it and uh, maybe tie or take the lead. And they just couldn't do it because there was a, a play here, an interception there, safety. It just worked out in Michigan's favor. But Maryland, uh, Maryland had a chance. They were thinking upset. The Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week, Iowa punter Tory Taylor. I love talking about Tory Taylor. He's uh, he punted eight times, almost 52 yards a kick. And uh, Iowa wins the Big Ten West with their 15-13 win over Illinois. Six of his punts were boomers more than 50 yards, two of them down inside the 20. And he became Iowa's school record holder for career punts, 274 for his career. He gets a lot of practice with that offense. No doubt about that. A lot of kicks. <laughs> um, this is the third time he's won this award in his career. And I, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. He is Iowa's most valuable player. He is the MVP on this team. They're always in close games. They always struggle on offense. And he just flips the field with a long punt to get him out of trouble and then let the defense do the work. And they just play you until you make a mistake or you win and Iowa wins the game. Let the defense do their job. Cade McNamara gets injured. Luke Lachey, Eric All, Cooper DeGene, all gone. All gone with injuries. And uh, Tory Taylor, last man standing. All right. Uh, he's the MVP. I think so. Uh, they will play the winner of the Ohio State Michigan game of the Big Ten Championship in two weeks. The Big Ten freshman of the week goes to Michigan State quarterback Caton Hauser. He made his sixth consecutive start, had his best game in the Spartans' win over the Hoosiers we just talked about. Total career highs for completions, attempts, yards, and touchdowns. In fact, he was 26 of 41 for 245 yards and three touchdowns in that game, including that game winner to Malik Carr that we just spoke about a moment ago. So those are the award winners this week throughout the Big Ten. And uh, good job to everybody there. Congratulations. I uh, want to tell you, if I could, Locked On, the whole network, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's a new channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here with you for 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. You can go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This this program will, will be on there. I mean, we're all putting our stuff on there. It's all great. Everybody's contributing, so you should check that out. Um, anyway, uh, coming up, I know we have Twitter at TalkBig10. I go through it. I pull the best ones or amusing ones each and every week. Tuesday tweets. We will have that in just one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. It's just you against the numbers. Here's how it works. You can pick some players, maybe two to six players, whatever you want. Put some stats with those players and say more than those stats or less than those stats when they play in their next game. And you can combine leagues, sports, whatever, football and basketball. For example, you could take LeBron James or Steph Curry and say more than 25 points, score more than 25 points in the next game. Pair it with uh, Patrick Mahomes, 
say he's going to have more than two passing touchdowns in his next game. And if they all, if they both hit over or more than you win, watch your winnings roll in. It's fantastic. And you can impress your friends and uh, bankroll yourself and have some fun. Uh, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use locked on college for your code for the first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is now time for Tuesday tweets, and we're going to take a look at some of these, grab some, and have some fun with this. I'm going to put it up full screen in case, uh, well, if you're watching on video, you'll see it. If you're on audio only, I will describe it to you as best I can. As always, first one on the board, it comes uh, from Tom Izzo and Michigan State. This is uh, from Barstool, MSU. So this is a picture of Tom Izzo's kid. He plays for him now, right? And he got gashed in the uh, face. He's bleeding. Comes over and leans over next to his dad. You know his dad did? Laughed at him. Absolutely laughed at him. That's what this is. So toughen up, son. Rub some dirt on it. Get back out there. <laughs> Here is from at Husker Volleyball. Uh, the Huskers are the 2023 outright Big Ten champions. Yes, uh, Locked On Big Ten would like to congratulate the Lady Huskers volleyball team for the Big Ten championship. This was a great year. It started out, as you'll remember, with their season opener outdoors, playing uh, the volleyball match at Memorial Stadium at the football stadium in front of over 100,000 people, setting a record, and they close out the season by winning the Big Ten championship. So congratulations, ladies, on that. Here's from at Buckeye underscore zone six. He says, since Michigan fans want to talk about Kyle McCord, can we talk about how JJ McCarthy has thrown a whopping zero touchdown passes in his last 13 quarters and counting? You know, I think there's something to that, actually. Um, you know, he didn't throw a single pass in the Penn State game. I thought it was just, they were just running it up the gut, but then did not have an overwhelming passing attack against Maryland either. Some people are wondering, is something wrong? Are they holding back? Not want to put something on film for the Ohio state game. We'll definitely find out on, on Saturday because you're, they're going to, they're going to need them against Ohio state. He's going to have to have every, they're going to have to have every weapon available in that game. So we shall see. Meanwhile, here's at Hawkeye football, our head coach picture, Kirk parents giving out game ball in the locker room after they just clinched after the year they had and clinched the big 10 West. Congratulations to Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz and all the Hawkeyes as well. Here's another picture from at Hawkeye football. It's a party in Kinnick. I hear all the players on the field at the end of that game when they just beat Illinois and won the big 10 West. That was, I watched that. That was an electric scene. It was a lot of fun to look at and be a part of here is uh, at university of Michigan football. They tweet out a picture of Sharon Moore after the Maryland game in the locker room. And it says, we all know what's next. That's right. Forget about this Maryland game. It's Buckeye week. It's rivalry week. That's what it's all about right now. Of course, Sharon Moore, the uh, interim head coach while Jim Harbaugh serves his suspension. And here is from at Badger football. Agent Zero back in the end zone. Braylon Allen coming back from injury. Wasn't even sure if he was going to play against Nebraska. He does play and scores the winning touchdown in overtime. So that was good to see. 
if you're a Badger fan. They get bowl eligible. Now, Nebraska still needs one more win to become bowl eligible as well. So uh, anyway, that's a look at Tuesday Tweets. I hope you enjoyed that for sure. Again, many ways for you to contact me here through Rivalry Week, the holiday week. Hey, if you're just sitting around watching football on uh, Thanksgiving, shoot me a, a tweet at uh, X at TalkBig10, number 10. Comments uh, are always available there at uh, YouTube as well. And don't forget to check out our website, TalkBig10, number 10. Com. Love you to peruse all of that. Be sure to subscribe before you go and tell your friends about us, man. If you're sitting around gathering with family and friends you haven't seen in a while, you know they're Big Ten people, say, hey, there's this new podcast, Lockdown Big Ten. You should check it out. I would really appreciate it. So subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Don't forget, as you've seen on the crawl here at the bottom, we will go live at uh, right after the Ohio State Michigan game. We're going to go live with the podcast here on YouTube. So I'm thinking it's going to be about 3:30 or so right after that noon game between Ohio State and Michigan. And also don't forget, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24/7 streaming uh channel on YouTube. It's Lockdown Sports Today, 24/7 streaming. So go check that out and subscribe there as well. In the meantime, thanks for checking us out. Have yourself a great day. I always appreciate our visits, and I always can't wait till our next one. Thank you so much. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.